Let's do this thing. This is Mornings with Matt, the Deering Acting Studio Podcast, where we discuss the connection between life and acting. Alrighty, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Mornings with Matt, the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. What a beautiful day it is, gentlemen. It's a beautiful day today. Bros, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on today. Here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. Today's a beautiful day. We have an amazing guest, and uh, honestly, I'm just kind of excited to hear from her. So we can (laughs) we can just intro her right away. I think we ought to do that. She's a super go getter. Super go getter. You guys super successful. Um, Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for Miss Jasmine Wallace. (laughs) Tyler Banks, <laughs> what's up? You are uh, your your character is kind of a big deal, huh? Uh, I guess you. Could say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so so tell us, how did you get this role as uh, as Jasmine? So I. I often get asked the question if I was just handed the role. No, I auditioned for it. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, I... exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went through the audition process. Uh, casting was here in New York with Julie Schubert. She's absolutely amazing. Um, so I had to do self tapes, and after the second self tape, she's like, "We have to see you in person." So I came back um, to New York for the callbacks, and it was a small room. With me, Hank Steinberg, which is the creator and showrunner, um, Doug, Alice, Al- Miss Allison, and uh, another producer. We're all knee to knee in this small room, <laughs> <laughs> about 12 pages memorized. And Hank wow. is just like, scene one, scene four, scene two, scene three, scene one, scene four. And as I was walking out, Miss Julie was like, I don't care what they say. God. <laughs> <laughs> so so needless to say the pressure was on oh my gosh it was so much pressure especially when you're touching knees with people yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you had 12 pages memorized for the callback is that right yes see that's amazing i love i love hearing stories like this so um so how, what was your um what what had you done before this show before this because uh, this, this would be your big breakout wouldn't you say I guess so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I have a weird personal perspective of the world, but I guess you could say that, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear about your weird personal perspective, because I'll bet you that you and I align a little bit the way we think. So what what do you mean by that? Yeah, so like, oftentimes I'm told that like, this is like, oh, you're breaking out and you're becoming a star, or like, someone called me a rising star the other day in an interview, and I'm just like, I just kind of feel like, I'm still finding my place in the acting world. Like, I feel like star is someone that you label where um, where someone is established and someone's showing their range. And as blessed as I have been to got um, the amount of roles that I've gotten, I still haven't been able to flex the range that I think I want to show to the world. You sure. Know? Yeah. So, so, so what kind of training did you go through to get up to this part? So um, ever since I was little, my mom always wanted to be an actress. So any class that she went to, I was right on her hip. And that included improv, um, acting classes. She used to teach children too. So I grew up in camp learning acting and improv from um, various teachers. 
basically that's it and ballet piano but those are other you know creative outlets so well. you did your mom do some acting coaching or does she she pers yeah, she did do acting coaching she does do private coaching but it's by request she already has her clients but my mom is actually acting now too she's she was just on lovecraft a few weeks ago and um she's up here filming with me for manifest and i'm filming for <laughs> that's awesome you must be is that is that fun to get to uh, act and share your passion with your mom how cool is that uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm still a teenager so i'm growing out of it but like no i think it's i think it's super cool you know what you're gonna appreciate it one day i promise <laughs> there's gonna come a time when you're like man that was great so you're you're you are a teenager you you look young how old are you I'm 19. I turned 20 in November. Wow. And you and you have uh, congratulations. I'll give you one of those. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, so as a 19 year old, I mean, you, you've got a lot going on. You're also uh, studying to, to go to law school. Is that right? Yes. Tell me about that and your passion for law. Um, at this very moment in my university, I major in poli-sci, minor in real estate, and my concentration is in international affairs. Hopefully, I want to somewhere in the future be able to uh, provide affordable housing for people in low socioeconomic conditions. So I feel like in order to do that, getting my law degree would be best. And I've just always had a love for law. Um, I've been doing policy debate for about five years, which is basically the structure of a courtroom. And I, I'm just in love with everything that has to do with process making. But wow. I don't have the energy to be a politician. Dang, she is just a rock star. She doesn't. Man. She doesn't have the energy, but she's got. The, yeah, the she's chops. got enough she's... energy, guys. <laughs> All, enough wow. energy to also serve um, in saving our daughters. The organization. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about that organization? Yeah, yeah. I, I How looked cool. it up, and it just looks super cool. Yeah, it's such a beautiful organization to be a part of. Saving Our Daughters basically um, takes these different role models that young girls can look up to and connects them with them so that they feel like they have um, something close to look up to, something to look forward to, and people to um, lean on and find advice from. And it's just, it's been amazing being a part of this organization, even though I, I joined in the midst of quarantine. So I haven't been able to um, enjoy the physical parts of actually meeting the girls, just virtually being able to talk to some of the girls and interact with them. is just amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Tyler, Tyler, I have a question for you too. Um, how has your work in, in preparing to become a, a, get your law degree, how has that helped you with the show you're on right now? Has that, has a, there been some intersection there where you're like, man, I'm so glad I'm studying this stuff. Definitely. So when I was um, a junior and a senior in high school, I interned with my district attorney's office. So like watching, even watching the show and being on set, hearing some of the lingo and the jargon that they use, I'm like, oh, I know what that means. Guys, I know what that means. So it, it's, it connects it because um, it helps me to see the, the background of, you know, the show is kind of split into two parts, three parts, really. It's like the prison side of it, the courtroom side of it, and then the family side of it. It helps me to see the courtroom processes, whereas if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't be able to see it. So I wouldn't be able to process the emotional effects of it for Jasmine. That makes yeah. sense. No, of course. Yeah, I, I always, uh, we always tell young actors, we, we are so encouraging of school always because, you know, kids will come in here um, 
with stars in their eyes. And, and we, of course, want to encourage their dreams, but we don't want them to think that that success comes easily or overnight for anybody. And it's all about hard work, determination. And I always say, to be a great actor, you've got to be smart. You need to go to school. You need to study because if you're going to play a doctor well, you have to you have to study what it's like to be a doctor. And if you're going to be on a on a show that involves a courtroom, you should really know and understand what they're talking about if you're going to be in the middle of it. And yeah, have to be emotionally connected to the material. Definitely, I definitely agree with that. And then even you know the reverse of that. Even if people don't necessarily have the resources to be able to pull from those different topics, it's always um, helpful to at least know like the general idea of it. Yeah, yeah. So in other words, you need to have um, study skills, right? So yeah. Yes. So like, I'm not saying you'd have to go to to law school or medical school to be a doctor, but just have the ability to learn, understand, perhaps memorize some of the terms. So if the doctor says, hey, pass me the scalpel, you actually know what a scalpel is. You don't give him like a spoon. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Has that happened to you, Brian? Have you ever given a spoon? Uh, A couple times in the operating room. Yeah, I've I've done that. Uh, They're very similar in shape. Uh, I do have another question for you. Um, Based on sort of of the show, I I watched your interview with Herb Jackson, and um, I also saw you talk about working with Nicholas on the show. Um, and that's the other, the main actor on that show. And, and the thing that I loved that you said was just about how he kind of became like a father role to you also inside of that for the industry, but that came through sort of asking questions to him and just being willing to sort of have those conversations. And we tell our actors all the time to be curious and, and, and learn from those who are, like you said, just more further along than you are in the industry. Um, so I guess my question on that would be, what was that like? And um, do you, is that something you typically search to do when you're on a set? Are you like looking for people to learn from and grow from while you're on that set? So personally, I, I understand that acting actually like is mentally and emotionally taxing sometimes. So I'm kind of wary of going into situations and like being like, okay, I'm going to ask like, for example, I'm going to ask Jamie Foxx what it's like, you know, because it's like people have lives, people have stuff that they do. But um, I've been blessed enough to be on sets where casts are extremely like open and just just nice in general. So even coming on this show, um, kind of how it happened, we were just in certain instances, whether it be like dinners or like being able to talk to each other um, in the room where different stuff, like random stuff would pop up. And I would just be like, oh, I always thought this and that. And you'd be like, oh, X, Y, Z. Oh, okay. (laughs) So this is something that I write down for later. Um, And yeah, and through that, he's just, I've just been blessed enough to be around nice people, if that makes sense. I I don't know how how else to explain it because I don't don't like um, forcing myself to go in somewhere and being like, okay, I'm gonna ask this question. Because you don't know what other people are going through, right? So yeah. this this sort of goes into your idea of um, reading the room yeah. when you're when you're an actor, you know, being being open to these uh, creation of re- relationships, but also understanding, like she said, people have lives, people have different circumstances, right? Um, so so you listen and you you sit in the room and you understand where everyone's at, and then you can get really really good knowledge. If you're listening Absolutely. and know when to ask the right questions. Yeah, you, you, you listen to know when to talk and you listen to know when not to talk. And, and I think a lot of times, too, especially in this, in this particular type of situation, 
you you might walk onto a set where there's a bunch of professionals and you've gotten yeah and, and you're in and maybe you even feel like you're the uh the lowest on the totem pole among <laughs> a certain uh you know group of actors and you're like wow you know like you mentioned jamie fox i mean imagine being on the set with jamie fox you're just going to be like yeah <laughs> you know um so what do you do really right for me i would be showing up early I would make sure that I've really prepared the best I could. <laughs> and then I'd watch him do what he does. And that's what I would listen to. I would listen to his habits and, and, and watch the way he operates, watch the way he interacts with the director and, and whatnot. And then if I'm lucky enough to get that one-on-one -on -one attention, then, then hopefully because I've been listening at such a high level, I might have a really good question about something that he did, a part of his process and go, you know, well, thank you for, for talking to me for one second. Since you, since you gave me the opportunity, let me, let me throw out this one question mm -hmm. and then that might build relationship. But then, and, and he would know that maybe I'm someone in the room to respect mm -hmm. because like there's no way I could have picked up on this little thing unless I was listening at a high level. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's interesting too because this doesn't just play into acting either. This is... Uh, I feel like anywhere in your life, whether it's work or an internship or anything, you can feel like the lowest among these. Yeah. You know, you you look around like even when I started here, I looked at Brian and I'm like, he's big coaching for years. And I looked at you and I was like, you started the studio. And even though we're family, like this was something that it took a lot of grit. It took a lot of knowledge. It took a lot of grind to get to where we are. So I respected that. That was something and honestly, it took a while to get there, but once once I sort of um, learned from you and from Brian and from what you guys teach, I was able to understand, oh, okay, I can do that. I can listen in the room. I can uh, look for ways to help and then ask questions like, hey, you framed it this way. Uh, why'd you do that? You know, and then, and then you learn twice as much and you build the relationship in the process and yeah, you can do that anywhere for sure and I, and I bet you Tyler would agree with me here but my my take is is ideally you maintain always that idea of of trying to come in assuming you're the lowest on the totem pole um, looking for a way to serve I mean I think that ties back to you uh, and your opinion of stardom and being a rising star and and not really wanting to necessarily see yourself that way but more just thinking, hey, w w where can I serve? Am I in a position now to serve people differently and to learn new things and and to be very willing to admit, hey, I don't know what I don't know. Would you agree with that, Tyler? Definitely. I feel like I, most of the time when I come on set, um, and I feel like a bunch of actors can relate to this, I definitely have imposter syndrome all the time. I'm like, I don't want to disappoint <laughs> anyone. I don't want to let anyone down. And everyone's like, Tyla, like even now, everyone's like, it's like, it's the second season. You're okay. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, but like, I've been faking it. Like, no, it's okay to just come in and, and have your work set out for you, cut out for you. And any extras will always, you know, people are always watching. Any extras will happen on top of it. That's how I got my manager. I, uh, six was my first film project. I went, I did six on history and he was voting for, I believe the Emmys for um, voting to see who gets nominated. And he said, he saw me on six and he was just like, Oh, I like her. Okay. And contacted my agent and we went from there. And it's like, wow. when you're doing the work, someone will see you, someone will notice you. And even if someone doesn't notice you just because you're doing the work, it's a self gratifying, you know, um, 
type of action, I guess. Yeah, and and uh, this idea of imposter syndrome, it's interesting. So you said you're 19, right? So I'm almost 40 now. And I, I, she laughs. She's like, that's so <laughs> <You're> old. old. <laughs> Ancient, yeah, man. That's right. And I do ha- and I do have a blown knee from playing basketball. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty old. He fits all the, uh, she checks all the boxes there. <laughs> um, but but even even at this age, I can tell you, I, I feel that way. Like, I've coached some some pretty big name actors now all of a sudden, and, and we've coached some big corporations. And you deal with this this fight in your mind, I think. It's probably forever. I, I don't know that it ever goes away, the idea of imposter syndrome. Just feeling, like, looking back and going, like, how am I getting to do this? It's, it's like, amazing that, that this is what I do. I mean, I was I had a little bit of imposter syndrome when your, uh, your PR person reached out to the show. And I was like, really? She wants to be on our show? <laughs> Man, uh, oh, cool. I, 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 uh, okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, I guess we just uh, we just leveled up here pretty big. Yeah. We. I mean, we started this for fun and, and to try to help people. We didn't realize that people were going to like call us to be on the show. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so so with this idea, I would love to hear your opinion because I think that's a really healthy way to come about it. But there's also the reverse side where... You, you also need to have a certain amount of confidence, right? So I think there's a, there's a balance between humility and then professionalism and knowing what you're doing and having the confidence to step on set um, or, or to do the show or whatever that, that has to be earned. And so you earn the confidence, but you maintain the humility, I guess, would be the way to look at it that way. Um. You could, yeah, I feel like someone could look at it that way. My, my opinion of that, I'm, as a Christian, as someone who's somewhat spiritual and still finding her way with Christianity, I always look at it like uh, God provides me with the tools I need to do what I need to do. And literally for the past three years, I've just been saying, I'm just following God's path. Whatever he wants me to do, I, I will do, and I'll see it clearly. And for me, in my personal journey, it's been made clear that for right now, acting is where I need to be for myself to learn the things I need to learn about myself. And I feel like when you when you just go in with a purpose, even if you're not like a Christian, or for example, when you go in with a purpose, you know that, okay, in order to get to this goal, I need the tools that I need to have. Do I have those tools? Yes. So there's no reason to doubt myself. That doesn't mean you blow yourself up. That right. doesn't mean you're, you know, doesn't mean you're the you're the top on the list all of a sudden. But it's like, okay, in order to dig a hole, I need a shovel. Do I have a shovel? Yes. So I can dig a hole, regardless. It's kind of how I look at it. Guys, yeah. we found another warrior. Yeah, that's good. That's so, awesome. so, do, <laughs> um, do you mind if we dive down this path a little bit of Christianity and and talking about it? Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know it can be it can be hard, but but um, we're we're very much like minded, and um, and I attribute any success we've ever had and any any kind of uh, you know goodness to Jesus and 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 faith, and I and I know that uh, there are many walks of faith out there. We are very respectful of of other people and their viewpoints on the world, but um, for me, it was a huge huge awakening because um, I've I've been of this belief system my whole life, but really had my own personal wake up call, February 2nd, 2018. I call it the day I woke up and I started waking up physically in the morning, reading the Bible every day. And it's changed my life completely. And this idea of giving over daily to God 
giving over the power and saying, you know, this is yours. And, and it's interesting because what that means, it's not, it's not you don't do anything. It's not mm -hmm. that you don't work. It's not that you're like, hey, it's on you, God. It's sort of like whatever happens, I trust you. And if, and if you're putting something in my path and you're saying, hey, I need you to go through this, uh, this obstacle right now, if that's what you're telling me, then I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it with my whole heart. And I'm going to trust that, that you have a reason for it. And so I think it, it creates a sense of fearlessness because I know that God's got my back at the end of the day. And, and that's the one thing that I think has helped us get through quarantine because it, it's a, obviously a scary time in this world. But if you have faith and you have something to lean on, man, does it make it so much easier to bear some of these burdens that we all go through. Um, so so uh, for you, you said you're in the process, right? Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to hear about that a little bit. So is, is this something that came like three years ago where, where you, you decided hey, I'm going to start going down this path or has this been a lifelong thing? So I was kind of, um, both sides of my family are Christian. One is kind of seven day Adventist. The other is, I, I forget what denomination exactly they are. But they're both Christian. My mom kind of raised me in a way in which I can express myself and find myself through any which religion I choose or no religion if I choose so. And my family's very open to that. Um, as far as like three, three or four years ago, I started to realize, you know, I'm, I'm still young. But when I was younger, I started to realize you have this, you call it a gut feeling inside of you. And other people may call it like the Holy Spirit or someone telling you what to do or how to do things. But my gut was always correct in my personal journey. And every time I ignored that feeling, something bad would happen. And it's like, why are you neglecting yourself of the love or the care that you need when it's inside you, when something inside you is telling you this? Um, and I, of course, turned to God because it was the most, it was the closest thing to me at the time. And I started to read more, read more on um, not only the Bible, but just the history within the Bible, hit the history outside of the Bible. And I'm still, I say I'm still in the process because I do understand when it comes to history and religion, it's, it's a very uh, sensitive topic and it boils down to like, you know, church and state and how people could have used, like I always tell, I always have these talks with my friends where they're like, well, you know, um, let's say for example, the Pope was in charge of the Bible in 1447 and it was church and state and no one else could read the Bible before then. So who knows if he changed something in the Bible, there are scrolls missing from the Bible. People talk about this often, King James or one of the Kings stole most of the scrolls. Like, it's all these different things piled on top of it. So I'm still finding out um, within myself what exactly that means to me and how exactly I'm going to use the Bible in my tool. But I do know that there is one God and one God only, in my opinion. <laughs> but I'm open, I'm open to everyone else's opinion, you know? Yeah. And I, I believe that there's spirituality and God and both can combine. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say that she is just a student of life. <laughs> She's pretty knowledgeable in everything she talks about, which is interesting and, and cool. I mean, it, it proves that hard work really does pay off. And, uh, and when you put in the work ethic, no matter what it's for, it benefits you in every area. You know, all that hard work, all that learning, 
um, the discipline it takes that helps. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'll say I, I've been on that journey as well. Um, but it's been a, a different side. I came from a very, very, very Christian perspective. Um, and I had to learn to go the other way. I had to learn to be more open. I had to learn to start viewing things sort of the way that, uh, that you're talking about. And Matt helped me with that a lot. And that allowed me to uh, figure out even ways to, to listen to other people on, on, on ways to connect deeper through meditation and through like through different forms of prayer that I hadn't really even thought about that have, have grown my Christian walk in ways that I would have never imagined because I used to be just like very much, boom, like this is my way and this is the exact way. And so I love what you said there. You know, you know what you know. You know what you believe, but you're very open and respectful of other people, and that's, I think, what's so important. And again, that goes down to that student of life, student of others things, and that's that's how you really grow so fast is by willing, be willing to do that. Yeah, and it comes back to curiosity too. So if you can if you can approach life with an I don't know perspective, where you, where you can say, um, you know, this is my belief, this is where I'm coming from, but I know that I don't know everything. <laughs> there, therefore, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to hear you. I'm um, I'm not going to come in and try to force my ideas. Uh, down your throat and 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 people would, would realize like once they realize that you have so much more um, opportunity to reach somebody if you're open if you listen if, if you are not closed-minded and absolutist and you and you come in with it with an idea of like it, it's my way or the highway then then people are, are usually will open up to you more and I, I mean I think the whole goal is like let's get everybody curious Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. hey, if I'm just curious and I start listening and I'm willing to listen to that gut feeling, the Holy Spirit inside of me, if I'm willing to start like tapping into that, uh, wow, you know, your, your whole life's going to get changed. And and then ideally, you then have the opportunity to help other people listen for that thing inside them. Mm-hmm. And the more people you can help, I think, in this world tap into the Holy Spirit, into that gut feeling that lives inside each and every one of us. Uh, the happier your life will be because you're you're literally serving God at a high level. So, and I think uh, I think one of my favorite uh, lessons slash points you've given on this subject is uh, you told our team a while ago that one of the best things you can do for yourself is when you're in a debate or an argument or whatever with somebody and you're not seeing eye to eye, is you look at their point. You take a deep breath and then you argue for them. Yeah. You think about it and you're like, okay, what are the good? What where's the good in what they're saying? What makes sense? Um, what can I agree with, believe in? And then you can still keep your perspective the way you were thinking about it before, but it gives you so much power when you choose to understand where they're coming from and choose to see their perspective and agree with some of it. You well, well, you're you're giving the other person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So if I if I can start from a place that's not defensive but can come from like hey i understand you've lived a life and you've and you've heard things you you have facts in front of you and and therefore i can get my my eyes behind your eyes and i can see what you see and and yeah i mean if you want to win a debate i uh, tyla you're kind of a debate queen right (laughs) (laughs) if you want to win a debate you need to see the, the the argument from the other person's point of view and you have to be able to to see where the holes are because you because like mm-hmm. yeah if i if i was if i was debating on your side here's here's where i would go at it and here's what i would try to avoid because i don't have an answer for this this and this you agree definitely uh in debate you have to know you have to 
basically know the full structure of both arguments and then just in life in general it's actually funny you bring that up because i've been going on my own personal like phase with with that in particular with um trying to relate to people when we're talking when we're having disagreements and trying to uh step back and say okay there's truth to everything you know what you're saying may be true maybe it's not true within itself but it's true from your perspective and in life all we have are our perspectives right yeah so it's like I, all i can do is respect that and even if we disagree at least i can see it from your point of view but the only hard part, the part that I'm getting over, and this is a part of just, you know, getting getting older and getting wiser, is just allowing and understanding that people won't feel the same way towards me. <laughs> mm, right. So just because I accept someone's argument doesn't mean they will accept mine. And right. that's okay. And people have to, you know, people go on their own walks, and I have to be respectful of that as well. Well, and that's that, and I believe this is the hardest part of our walk, is the turning of the other cheek. And I agree with you. It's, it is, it is very difficult when, when, you know, you get sort of kicked on and spit on and, and, and people do disagree with you in whatever way and, and they're not nice. And yet you make the choice to resp respond in kindness and then they're still not nice. It can be taxing as a human being to, uh, to go through that. Uh, but you will be blessed time and again. And I think, you know, as you, as you grow older, one piece of advice I'll give you is ideally think, think of, think of it this way. Um, ideally you won't have to have the, the, uh, the debates anymore in, in a, in a long term. It, it won't even be that way. What it will be is people coming to you and, and cause they watch the way you live and they watch the way you interact with people and and they'll, and they'll say well, how do i do it what do i do how do, how do how do i be this and you just go you want to know the wheaties i'm eating here they are and you just pass it over to them but <laughs> but the, but they asked for it you didn't say oh let me tell you this 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 you're sort of like you find it you can find it on your own but if you want to know what i do and and how i got to where i got to it's all in this book it's your choice to pick it up and open it up and then if you want to open the book and ask me questions, I'd love to answer those questions, you know, but you don't have to be like, you know, your opinion on whatever you just, you just live in such a way that people get curious and they're like, how, tell me, tell me. And then certain people will, will, will go down that path and other people won't. And then the, even the people that won't, they'll keep circling back because they become hungry for it. There's something missing in their life. Like this place, um, we call it the lighthouse here, our nonprofit. And our, our goal is to, is to shine a light and bring people in who are broken and help them. And, and oftentimes it's the most broken people that walk through our doors. And oftentimes mm -hmm. it, it, there, there's great people who, when they're at their lowest point, doesn't matter what time of day it is, they'll stumble th through the door here and just say, I just wanted to be near you guys. I just wanted to be in the, in the studio. And we always know, like we understand why it's because God's here. God lives here. It's not us. It has nothing to do with us. It's just like God is in the building. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling down and distraught, just like you know, like going to a church might make somebody feel safe, uh, this place hopefully will always make people feel safe. Absolutely. I'm not going to do it. Save it for the show. Save it for season two. <laughs> Save it for season two. Okay, Tyler. So we are... Um, 
We're, we're about to wrap here. Uh, you are in the middle, though, of filming season two, yeah? Yes. Is, it, how, is this yes. very exciting? Uh, it's very interesting. There are new SAG guidelines uh, due to COVID, of course, yeah. trying to keep everyone safe. So it's just interesting maneuvering around them and get, getting to talk to and see everyone again. When you're working on a show like this, do you get to do you get to have the whole season ahead of time, but like before you start shooting, or do they do they kind of give it to you piece by piece? Um, it's more more episode by episode, but you still get it in advance. Like we get more than enough time to study. Yeah, and but we know our arcs. We you know the arc. arc. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you know all the secrets. You know all the things that are going to come out that everybody wants to know about. Well, you're going to have to tune in if you want to know what happens next. Um, Brian, you want to let's let's do some plugs here for Tyler's uh, um, social channels here. Absolutely. So, um, again, going back even beyond her socials, first off with the, the place she serves, you can go to uh, Saving Our Daughters organization. You can check that out. That's something that she's going to be doing. Her personal socials, you can find her at IMDB. You can just look up Tyla Harris on Instagram. We'll be tagging her um, through this episode, but it's Tyla uh, and Harris. Uh, and then that's the same for all of them. So that's T-Y-L-A-A-N-N-E. H-A-R-R-I-S, Tyla Ann Harris. And again, that's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, IMDb. Uh, Joey's a big fan of TikTok, uh, so I'm sure he'll be on there following you. <laughs> How's your TikTok game, <laughs> Tyla? Is your TikTok game on point? I'm still, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> getting there, I love it. Are you, are you a dancer? Do you, got all the, you, you do all the dances, all the trends? I've been thinking about it. I don't know if I want to go down that route yet. <laughs> but you want to so bad. I <laughs> Love it. Well, we are so blessed to have had you this morning. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show. We sure appreciate you. Of course. Thank you. This has been great. Good luck with everything you're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Mornings with Matt, the Deering Acting Studio Morning Podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Please do not forget to like and subscribe is so important that you subscribe and share this channel. Help us to spread this light-driven content to the planet. Thank you and God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Matt. Please like, subscribe, and follow us at Deering Acting Studio to keep up with the latest content. For more information on classes, private lessons, or professional development coaching, visit www.deeringstudio.com. Have a deering day, everyone.